So just to say, validate their feelings, I know you're really angry right now, and you cannot do that right now. And that you can be kind and firm instead That's... of don't act like that. Who do you think you, you know? Yeah. And you're going to do this. It's like uh, you can just be very kind and very firm. First, thank you very much, Jane Nelson, for sitting with me and just having a conversation because you've accomplished so much in since 1980s, but I bet you began way earlier in, than that. The book was published in 1981, The Positive Discipline, because I didn't know how to parent, you know, and I just, of course, in those days, there were two options, you punish or you permissive. So... I would be permissive. I actually enjoyed that more, but then my kids go spoiled and it wasn't much fun. So I say, oh, I don't want that. So I better go be punitive. And I didn't like that. Uh, do you know what's interesting now is one of the things that we hear the most when people say, well, I was punished and I turned out fine. And that was just, and it's true. I, were you punished? I was definitely punished. And look was... how great we turned out. And that, to me, is not even the point. We both, we could share all our scars from those times, too. <laughs> which, it is true. But it's like, I like to ask people now, do you enjoy punishing? Mm. Because if you enjoy punishing, you did not turn out fine. And most of us did not enjoy punishing, but we don't know what else to do. And so I was just so lucky that I took this child development class and uh, the professor on the first day said we're not going to teach you a bunch of theories we're going to teach you one theory and how to apply it in practical ways that really help children learn self-discipline and responsibility and cooperation problems and you know I thought that sounded good <laughs> but I also have to tell you I'm what I call an obnoxious learner and what that means I'm yes but what if and <laughs> Uh, because sometimes it's hard to get, make that paradigm shift when you really believe that there's only punishment or permissiveness. That's and all so, you know. Exactly. And uh, so sometimes, and sometimes I would try this, oh, I should say that it was based on the work of Alfred Adler mm. and Rudolf Dreikers. And Dreikers had written the book Children the Challenge, which I really loved still today, but... The one thing that frustrated me a little bit about it was that it had a lot of information about what not to do because of the long-term results of for kids and um, that even though we turned out fine, that we still have these feelings of insecurity and uh, doubt and shame and all that kind of stuff. And so the one thing I wanted to do is give as well, I should back up a little bit and say, because it did help me so much because when I would, if something didn't work, I would go back and find out why it hadn't worked. You know, maybe I was firm, but I hadn't been kind. And we talk about how important it is to be kind and firm at the same time. Well, when you've been the extreme of one or the other, it's really hard to know what that means. Mm. Uh, and I'll give a hint right now. That's why we love one of our parenting uh, positive discipline sayings, connection before correction. So just to say, validate their feelings, I know you're really angry right now. and you cannot do that right now. And that you can be kind and firm instead of don't act like that. Who do you think you, you know, yeah. and you're going to do this? It's like uh, you could just be very kind and very firm. But uh, 
I just really love the ideas of teaching kids. You know, when I, just yesterday somebody says, well, don't you need to punish children for bad behavior? I said, well, we like to focus on solutions and get into kids instead of what's the problem, what's the punishment? We like what's the problem, what's the solution? Mm. And when you get the kids involved in finding the solutions through family meetings or class meetings, they're so good at it. Mm-hmm. When you wrote, um, read Alfred Adler's book, Children of the Challenge, he was talking about all the things not to do. How is positive discipline different? And what did you include in positive, your first book that encouraged parents to sort of shift from all the things you shouldn't do to what you can do? You know, there's so much of the basic philosophy of, of treating people with dignity and respect. And, uh, you know, the word Gemeinschaftsgefühl that we all have learned, yes. just to, uh, which is a German word that is hard to explain in English because it means so much. But basically, it's a community feeling, a desire to contribute and to do it in ways that bring that out in children. Uh, which I don't think that they learn when the adults in charge and telling them what to do and what not to do and punishing and rewarding and all of that. So we really like to get um, children involved, but also the basic premise of the, the primary goal of everyone is to belong and to feel significant. Mm. And that most behavior is based on a child's perception that they don't belong or they're not significant. It doesn't matter if they are or not. It matters what they believe. And so we love to use the iceberg analogy and that the iceberg that we see is what the rep- the behavior. But underneath that is what we don't see is the reason for the misbehavior, which is usually as Strikers and Adler discovered based on four mistaken goals or mistaken ideas about how to find belonging and significance. Like so these the- are the things that children, when they have done something, this is a belief that or these are the behaviors they go to these are the four go-tos uh like categories like there's the category of uh i'll belong only if i get undue attention Mm -hmm. so it's the child who is uh seeks undue attention and because everybody wants attention we're not saying attention is bad but when it's undue it means it's annoying it's not productive or the child who says, I belong and I'm significant only if I'm the boss, or at least if I don't let you boss me. Uh, and so they want the power in a mistaken way, because again, there's nothing wrong with power. It's how it's used. And we want to teach children to use their power in useful ways. And then there's the child who really feels hurt because I don't belong. So they seek revenge, like uh, to get to hurt you back or sometimes hurting themselves in the process, which is sad about that. And then the fourth category of behavior is assumed inadequacy, where the child will just give up. And we see these in adults too, all of these behaviors, because there's also levels within each one. You know, some uh, are revenge that is really serious and hurtful, and then there's little I hate you (laughs) kind of things. But understanding those, understanding, and people used to say to Dreikers, well, why do you keep putting children in these boxes? And he said, well, I don't keep putting them there. I keep finding them there. And uh, and as we've learned, we find this in adults too. Most of us can uh, see our own behavior in, in one of these categories. When If we just remember, 
this is why one of the core philosophies is encouragement. Mm. That a misbehaving child is a discouraged child, a misbehaving adult is a discouraged adult, and so it's how to encourage and, and how to be encouraging in ways that are really helping the child develop a sense of belonging and significance. And I want, I have to tell you that some Mandarins I don't think really agree with me, but I have sort of uh, categorized that belonging is the connection part. Mm-hmm. And the significance comes from the responsibility part. We want kids to feel that belonging and we want them to, we want them to feel loved but we also want them to feel capable of contributing. And so when parents uh, create the, the belonging, a connection, I love you, and the answer is no, the, the answer is no, or what's the solution to this problem is teaching them to be significant through contribution. Could you give an example of how that would look where there is that significance and belonging, let's say, um, a child, I know as a parent, I've experienced this when mine were younger, is not wanting to get dressed in the morning to go to school and they have these big tantrums that, that they throw. Okay, so, you know, because we wanted to make sure that there were a lot of how-tos, we have tool cards. We have 52 tool cards for parents, 52 tool cards for teachers, and uh, for you know, business, for marriage, for all, uh, early childhood. And so right away when you asked that question, I said, okay, what are the tools? Well, one of the tools is to take time for training. And too often, we don't take enough tra- time for training, especially when you have a two-year-old who say, me do it, me do it, me help. And we say, no, honey, you're too little. Instead of encouraging that and getting them involved, and um, then getting them involved in problems, like not problems, but solutions. For example, um, chores. Yes. Get children involved in having them. This is what, you know, when people say, what is your favorite tool? I always say family meetings or class meetings. I truly believe that if every school was having class meetings at least three times a week, I'd finally given up saying five times a week. But things happen three times a week so that they're practicing solving problems together and choosing the problems that we would have peace in the world 